Section thirteen of Phaedrus by Plato. Translated by Benjamin Jowett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Giessen. Section thirteen enough appears to have been said by us of a true and false art of speaking certainly but there is something yet to be said of propriety and impropriety of writing yes do you know how you can speak or act about rhetoric in a manner which will be acceptable to god no indeed do you i have heard a tradition of the ancients whether true or not they only know although if we had found the truth ourselves do you think that we should care much about the opinions of men your question needs no answer but i wish that you would tell me what you say that you have heard at the egyptian city of naucratis there was a famous old god whose name was theuth the bird which is called the ibis is sacred to him and he was the inventor of many arts such as arithmetic and calculation and geometry and astronomy and draughts and dice but his great discovery was the use of letters now in those days the god thamus was king of the whole country of egypt and he dwelt in that great city of upper egypt which the hellenes call egyptian thebes and the god himself is called by them ammon to him came theuth and showed his inventions desiring that the other egyptians might be allowed to have the benefit of them he enumerated them and thamos inquired about their several uses and praised some of them and censured others as he approved or disapproved of them it would take a long time to repeat all that thamos said to theuth in praise or blame of the various arts but when they came to letters this said theuth will make the egyptians wiser and give them better memories it is a specific both for the memory and for the wit thamos replied o oh, most ingenious theuth the parent or inventor of an art is not always the best judge of the utility or inutility of his own inventions to the users of them and in this instance you who are the father of letters from a paternal love of your own children have been led to attribute to them a quality which they cannot have for this discovery of yours will create forgetfulness in the learners souls because they will not use their memories they will trust to the external written characters and not remember of themselves 
the specific which you have discovered is an aid not to memory but to reminiscence and you give your disciples not truth but only the semblance of truth they will be the hearers of many things and will have learned nothing they will appear to be omniscient and will generally know nothing they will be tiresome company having the show of wisdom without the reality yes socrates you can easily invent tales of egypt or of any other country <laughs> there was a tradition in the temple of dodona that oaks first gave prophetic utterances the men of old unlike in their simplicity to young philosophy determined that if they heard the truth even from oak or rock it was enough for them whereas you seem to consider not whether a thing is or is not true but who the speaker is and from what country the tale comes <laughs> i acknowledge the justice of your rebuke and i think that the theban is right in his view about letters hmm, he would be a very simple person and quite a stranger to the oracles of thamos or ammon who should leave in writing or receive in writing any art under the idea that the written word would be intelligible or certain or who deemed that writing was at all better than knowledge and recollection of the same matters that is most true i cannot help feeling phytrus that writing is unfortunately like painting for the creations of the painter have the attitude of life and yet if you ask them a question they preserve a solemn silence and the same may be said of speeches you would imagine that they had intelligence but if you want to know anything and put a question to one of them the speaker always gives one unvarying answer and when they have been once written down they are tumbled about anywhere among those who may or may not understand them and know not to whom they should reply to whom not and if they are maltreated or abused they have no parent to protect them and they cannot protect or defend themselves that again is most true is there not another kind of word or speech far better than this and having far greater power a son of the same family but lawfully begotten whom do you mean and what is his origin i mean an intelligent word graven in the soul of the learner which can defend itself and knows when to speak and when to be silent 
you mean the living word of knowledge which has a soul and of which the written word is properly no more than an image yes of course that is what i mean and now may i be allowed to ask you a question would a husbandman who is a man of sense take the seeds which he values and which he wishes to bear fruit and in sober seriousness plant them during the heat of summer in some garden of adonis that he may rejoice when he sees them in eight days appearing in beauty at least he would do so if at all only for the sake of amusement and pastime but if he is in earnest he sows in fitting soil and practises husbandry and is satisfied if in eight months the seeds which he has sown arrive at perfection yes socrates that will be his way when he is in earnest he will do the other as you say only in play and can we suppose that he who knows the just and good and honourable has less understanding than the husbandman about his own seeds certainly not then he will not seriously incline to write his thoughts in water with pen and ink sowing words which can neither speak for themselves nor teach the truth adequately to others no that is not likely no that is not likely in the garden of letters he will sow and plant but only for the sake of recreation and amusement he will write them down as memorials to be treasured against the forgetfulness of old age by himself or by any other old man who is treading the same path he will rejoice in beholding their tender growth and while others are refreshing their souls with banqueting and the like this will be the pastime in which his days are spent a pastime socrates as noble as the other is ignoble the pastime of a man who can be amused by serious talk and can discourse merrily about justice and the like true phaedrus but nobler far is the serious pursuit of the dialectician who finding a congenial soul by the help of science sows and plants therein words which are able to help themselves and him who planted them and are not unfruitful but have in them a seed which others brought up in different soils render immortal making the possessors of it happy to the utmost extent of human happiness far nobler certainly end of section 13 recording by martin geeson in hazelmere surrey